I'm Hillary. And I'm Sandra, and happy Pride Month. Both Sandra and I are proud allies. And Sandra, you have some personal experience with the LGBT. In celebration of Pride Month, we thought we'd release some bonus episodes of material from our first season of the Quick and the Dirty podcast that's no longer available on iTunes. So if you are new to this podcast, you may not know that uh, we've been around probably longer than you think we've been around. We actually have a catalog of material, and we have some great interviews from the past couple of years, uh, some that do pertain to Pride Month, and we'd love for you to hear them. The Quick and the Dirty Podcast with Hillary Welch and Sandra Plagakis. I, I would say our next guest embodies the word fabulous. He is a roofer by day and a female impersonator by night, if you can believe it. He rocks a feather boa like nobody's business. Please welcome Heidi Ho. Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing? Hello. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to tell you, Hillary, you're not in studio with us right now. Heidi Ho is actually not dressed up as Heidi Ho today. Heidi Ho came in as B- Byron. Byron. Just Byron. Byron. <laughs> So be- hi, Byron. Hello, so hello, do you want me you to doing? refer to you as Byron today or Heidi Ho? You can do whatever you want. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Depends on the time of day, right? Well, well after I mean, nine there's not much I can do by phone. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so seriously, by- okay, you're here. Here is Byron. So I'm going to call you Byron. Um, so when you're when you're Byron, your pronoun is he. Yeah. And when you're a Heidi Ho, your pronoun is she. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to clear yes. that up because I wasn't sure about yeah. that. And there's uh, a yeah, lot. There's you a know lot. What? what? Uh, Byron, when it comes to the the language involving the LGBTQ community, I I will say very open to everything, but I do find it confusing. It's very because confusing. I want to make sure that everybody is being treated the way they want to be treated, and uh, I think that's awesome that you're okay to clarify that. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I mean, it's us as individuals. So I mean, I have drag sisters that will show up at my house as men and we'll still call her, each other by our stage names because it's just so much easier because at the end of the day we're sisters. Right. And then you then we get confused because you have to be in public and you have to actually say the name. When when your drag sisters are not in drag like you say they come over and let's say they came to my house, would I refer to them as a she? Or a he, or I just have to individually ask whatever they're comfortable with. Whatever they're comfortable That's with. That's fair. And I most, like that. Most of them we just stay with our stage name because most people who come over to their houses usually we're all sisters anyways right. as men. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Uh, you know, I, ha- I have to, I've known you for a couple of years now, and I have to say this is the first time I've ever seen you as Byron. I'm not that bad looking. You're a pretty handsome dude. You really are. But I will say you rock a feather boa, a wig, and heels like I've never and seen a before. And a corset and a cincher. <laughs> and your ass, not going to lie, kind of sweet. Yeah. Well, it's not real. It's only couch cushions. What? Yeah. It's carved out couch cushions. Oh, my God. The tricks. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, I got to hook myself up with one of I those. Know. You got a three-seater. You only need a two-seater. <laughs> <laughs> You at your uh, your drag show in uh, less than like less than a year ago in Carlton Place and in we October were, yeah. in October and it was absolutely fabulous and I remember the whole time I was checking out everybody's ass yeah. thinking that is spectacular none now of them you- are real. Oh my God! There's part of me that's a little devastated <laughs> yeah. by this. It's you just know, like the-, the fashion magazines. Yeah, I know, yeah. just for drag. Oh my God! I got to know yeah. all the tricks, but before okay, before we get into the tricks, and believe me, we're going to get into. Oh, the there's tricks. lots of tricks. Oh my God! I love it. I love this so much. Silly rabbit tricks are for kids. <laughs> <laughs> How does a kid named Byron who grew up in small town Ontario become a female impersonator? How did that happen? Well, 
when I was younger and I was doing volunteer work with the Carlton Place Canadians, and at that point it was the Junior B Kings, and I was doing volunteer hours at the bingo, I was uh, generally confused. And I wasn't 100% sure where my avenue in life was going at the age of 17. And I had a girlfriend of mine bring up the suggestion of going to a show. And I didn't know, like everybody else doesn't know what a drag show is. So she said, well, why don't we take you and we'll see what you think. And I went to a show first time in Elmont. And of course, I'm singing and dancing to all the diva music, like just doing actions, voguing in the seat the whole nine yards. And when I left that, that's when I was like, okay, I could do this because I'm not genderly confused because I like being a man, but I can also entertain as a woman. So when I approached the main cast of Gender Illusions, Dynasty, I, um, she suggested that maybe come into the next show. And I mean, six months later, that's when my first debut was. And my stage name at that point was Head of Lettuce. <laughs> and my first number I ever did was these boots were made for walking. Of course it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Big high thigh boots. <laughs> and I fell Amazing. in love with it right from that right from then on and then started watching like getting into YouTube and RuPaul's Drag Race and broadening my horizons and becoming a Mary Kay rep and an Avon lady and just trying to understand the whole aspect of females world and in mimicking uh yeah. i'm not just mimicking language. the body language Maybe. but i'm sure it had to be really exaggerated as well yeah. if you were going to be on stage with that believe it or not you needed big lips <laughs> <laughs> just saying just uh, good to know good, <laughs> good to, know. to know so you were a drag queen in training for six months and yeah. you were just learning all the tricks yeah. along the way oh yeah. that's incredible so okay you're 17 years old you're 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 a drag queen in training yeah. what did you tell your friends that uh, at that point i was just a bit what they call a simple boy in a dress because at that point I probably looked like Mobs Mabley more than I looked like RuPaul. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And, um, but like everything else right up to now is you're always teaching yourself new tricks, new ways of doing things because you have to go with the times. And when I graduated high school, I, uh, that's when I first came out was the night of my graduation. I announced it on the on the microphone to the whole entire cast. Oh, that's subtle. Seven, yeah, of course, it was a Catholic <laughs> Good for school, you. too. Okay, so, whoa, whoa, <laughs> uh, hey, whoa, slow down for a second. You're, oh, wow. You uh, Did, you came out on grad night yeah. on a microphone at your Catholic high school. September 21st, 2004. I was Aww. lucky number 71. If you had to describe the feeling in that moment of announcing, what was that like for you? Ah, like winning a Grammy, winning an award, winning like a track and field race. Like I, there was nobody that shunned me. I think I was the only one in denial because everybody knew. And it was just a, a big relief, and especially just, from a Catholic yeah. school. And they were just waiting for you to know yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. That there's something very sweet in that, isn't there? Yes, there is. It makes a big difference. And not all everybody nowadays have that moment. Right. So yeah. what did you say on that microphone? Well, I just basically said, you know, through the times god it's been so long my god i remember just basically stating like you know thank you for to the teachers and i named them off and the principal and i said you know i just wanted to proudly tell everybody now that i'm leaving high school and moving on with my life that i'm an openly gay homosexual in carlton place and i stopped and of course there was a couple hoots and hollers because i was like very well known in my school (laughs) not a team mascot but you know (laughs) just saying (laughs) And no, there was just a lot of cheering and a lot of gratitude. It was there was no booing, there was no oh crap or nothing. It was yeah, just none of the loving priests arms. fainted no. or anything no. like that. Everybody was no. Okay the church never fell yeah. the whole nine yards. Nothing, no, it was no, really nothing cool. Nothing burned or no. anything. That's good. No, just me, flame on. <laughs> 
But then as the years went on, there was, as the years went on, eight of us came out. I was the first one. And then slowly as the class that I graduated, slowly came out as, you know, gender switching or a lesbian or a homosexual or like they just slowly started evolving, but they all left. Do you think that your moment inspired the others eventually? Yeah. Yeah. Even to this day, even to this day, 14 years later, I still get people who say, you know, it's because of you that has allowed me to come out in elementary school or come out in high school or like there's one other proud homosexual in my town, but he only came out because he heard of me. Wow. And I still get messages like that all the time. Oh, my God. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel good because then it gives you a reason of fulfilling a destiny and fulfilling a reason why you're on here. You're not just an average follower anymore. You're a leader. You're showing people there's there's ways of doing things instead of hiding. Well, you know, growing up in a small town, I have a little experience with that. It can be a tough thing because it's, you know, there's not a lot of change going on. You don't change. You don't see a lot of new faces in in your day to day life because there's only 10,000, 15,000 people in the town. Uh, Were you did you ever experience any kind of bullying? I've, I've experienced a shitload of bullying, a shitload. And I mean, to the to the threatenings, to the beatings, to just the ridiculing, to having the police pick you up at a local bar at the end of the night so that you're safely driven home. Like my mother had to get used to the cops dropping me off. At one point she thought I kept getting in trouble, but no, they just wanted to drop me off to be safe. That's amazing that they would step up and do that yeah. for you though. Yeah, because they're uh, at the end of the day they are my friends. And that's what's hard to believe when you bring outside drag sisters. They're like, you have police officers that are best friends. Your mayor is your best friend. Like, it's just really strange to see. Yeah. <laughs> no. So then you thought you thought you said, you know what? I think I'll I'll be a female impersonator and really give him something to talk oh, about. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I was so, I was yeah. a hot mess basically. <laughs> when I started, I looked like a, something rolled out of the garbage can. <laughs> Byron, explain that process going from coming out in high school to deciding that that's what you wanted for your career. Well, as Byron, I could never do, and like most kids can vouch, you can't do the speeches in front of the school. You can't do like the book reports where you have to read or do debates. And there's uh, over the course of the school, I just took that uh, points cut when I just wanted to do in front of the teacher. And then when I realized... When I realized that you could do drag, I realized that it's a man behind a mask. Wait a second. You're saying that you couldn't do those. those... I couldn't do public speaking. I couldn't. Oh, you really? Yeah, I couldn't. I'd throw up on stage. I just couldn't do it. I'd shake. I'd have a panic attack the whole nine yards. And then when I found out the art of drag, that's when I was like, that's a man behind a mask. At the end of the day, it is still you. Of course. But from your perspective, it's, it's a mask. So it's like you're somehow protected. Yeah. The real you is somehow, well, it's all you. It is all but, me, but it's a whole other side of me that only comes out periodically. Are, are you sure Heidi Ho doesn't come out every once in a while <laughs> oh, at the grocery store? Oh, she comes out stores. more so than it should Maybe be. Maybe when you're holding the melons or something yeah, like that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Singing I Will Survive with you watermelons Just, down independent. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and a big old cucumber somewhere. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Heavens. Oh, Heavens is right, Hillary. (laughs) Oh, Heavens got nothing to do with it. So you, but now, here's the thing about Byron Hillary. I met Heidi Ho a couple of years ago. I was was in Carlton Place for a fundraiser, one of the small towns, and I met Heidi Ho, who was unbelievably fabulous. And there's like 200 people, 100 people, 50 people in the room. No matter what it is, it's always your room. You own it. And normally I would come in and I would own the room. I'm like, shit, this isn't happening tonight. (laughs) Not with Heidi Ho here. And you and I immediately were attracted to each other. And 
the thing about you is that I've never known you to not be involved in a fundraiser. Yeah. Like that's your thing. Yeah. You've become a real role model to people in the community who always see you at events selling raffle tickets, promoting things, and or just in drag for three, four, five hours. Yeah, and you just, make you make people happy. Yeah. Do you realize that? Yeah. Oh yeah, I do that. I do realize that more and more every day. And in this last few months of my my life, I've noticed it a lot more. And um, with the community coming together and just supporting me, it took a lot of work. It's taken me 14 years to get where I am today, and I'm very proud. I'm not cocky. I'm just very proud that I have a community of 15,000 people that will back me up, i.e. Carlton Place, you know, all of Lanark County, Smith Falls, Perth, Ottawa. Like, everybody will come together in order to an event that I want to put together works out correctly. Yeah. yeah. Hillary, let me describe this to you because I think you're going to find this very interesting. Back in October when I went to the drag show, it was in Carlton Place on the second floor of the arena. Okay. <laughs> and there's about, what, 200 people coming or something, 300, I don't no, know, something we, like we, that. We, the, that event was sold out at 400 max. Sold out at 400 max. Approximately 10 to 15 other female impersonators from around Ontario. And here we are in the middle of Carlton Place on the upstairs of the arena being ridiculously fabulous. What small town has that? Vi- Not many. Vi- I know. Vi- visualize, accepted visualize. and openly there. Yeah. Yeah, but visualize like going to a concert at the Scotia Bank place or going to a concert at the Rogers House. Like the event that was there and every event I've done is the same atmosphere. Like it's like you're at a big concert. Yeah. Because you're taking a Las Vegas show and you're bringing it into a small town. You are, but yeah. you've changed people's attitudes. When you think of small town, you I mean, I, I don't know whether it's true or not now, but you think small town, closed minds. Even to this day, people, every time I say I'm doing a show, they're like, is this your first one? I'm like, no, this is probably my 17th. They're like, what, in Carlton Place? And I like, love yeah. that Carlton Place has embraced drag, yeah, like in a way time. that I, you well, could, I wouldn't imagine. I didn't give them an option. <laughs> it makes total sense because Byron's out at all these events, giving to charity, giving yeah. back to the community, and they're in turn giving back to you yeah and and i love it and it's i mean i never got paid at these events i mean my entertainers did or they would just give it back but obviously i would give them money as a thank you and they would just give it back to the charity but my feeling is to change people's opinion and if i can change one person's opinion that's sitting in that audience that is my payment One of the sweetest moments I, I remember is when I went to see your show. And by the way, everybody was wearing feather boas, Hillary. How could you not? You know, even even a feather boa was underdressed at this place. <laughs> like really underdressed. Yeah. But I remember you came on stage and you were fabulous, of course. But you had said a big thank you to your coworkers, your roofer friends. Mm-hmm. And this was the first time that night was the first time they all came out. They had an entire table to themselves. It was the first time they'd ever seen you do. Twelve do, men. 12 men, very manly men in jeans and construction yeah. boots and tattoos and, and yeah. drinking whiskey. And they came out and they watched your drag show. Yeah. And how did that make you feel? That was, that was probably the most amazing feeling because at the end of the day, these guys I went to high school with. These guys I walked away. Well, I stayed friends with them, but it's my world is a whole other world. And then when I started doing roofing, that's when it started to come out. And that's when they're like, you know what? You could do this. Really? You can do this. We can do this. So, And next thing you know, they're all on the tables dancing to oh, the yeah. training man. Like, yeah. Who knew, right? <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> Drunker as skunks, of course, because that's what men do. But 
I mean, the atmosphere was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I was okay. I, got I have some yeah. serious questions, Byron. Okay, go. Because if there's anything drag queens know how to do, it's makeup. Yes. Yeah. How do you contour a face? Because I bloody well can't. <laughs> okay, so you have. What do you use as a foundation? Do you use a powder or do you do? I'm all about the liquid, and then I've got the highlighter, and I've got a lighter. Do you know how to do a fish face? Oh, no. What are you doing? You, you don't remember what how to do a fish about? face? Oh, yeah, yeah. Put yeah, your, yeah. Well, you put your, your cheeks together cheeks or your lips together and squeeze them. Right, right, right. So what you do is you follow the hairline from the top of your ear. Okay. And you take a light brown and you slightly brush it down with that face because that's where your contour line is. Oh, like under your cheekbone? Yeah, because that's your contour. Contour is mm-hmm. not your actual cheekbone. It's the actual underlining between the jawline and the cheekbone. Oh. So what you do is you do a dark, you do a light brown, and then you take a light pink bra- uh, blush, and you do the same. And then when you let go from the fish face, you take a a big fluffy brussel, and you actually just rotate it on your face to blend the two colors. Oh, I love you. That, that'll give you that share look. Mm. <laughs> or Celine, or Tina, or whatever color you decide. I love you, you become a makeup expert. When you think about it, you're obviously the person to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I remember I asked you once if, what, it, I think you came on the air with us on On the Radio yeah. Show and whatever, and I asked you, are you a drag queen or are you a female impersonator? And you said, I'm a female impersonator. What's the difference? Oh, I didn't God, know there the, was girl, a the girls are going to hate me in but the city. But honest to God, I, that gave me the impression that the word drag queen is a negative. It's not word, a negative. Because I don't want it to be negative. It's not negative at all. And um, when you become a drag queen, you, they're called bar show queens. And these queens do every night at the bar, the whole nine yards, and just bar show after bar show after bar show. I used to, when I started, I did bar shows, and then I had a situation happen when I was like, I can't do this anymore. Female impersonators, if you take an actual female impersonator, i.e. Cher, Tina, Celine, someone that's a diva, and you can sculpt your face to it, that's when you become a female impersonator because you have a character to play. Uh, uh, That's pretty obvious when you say it out loud. I I get it. (laughs) So, because yeah, you know, I, I do, I do Reba, I do Winona Judd, I do Lady Gaga, and I do Christina Aguilera. Um, those are my four niches based on the critiques of my makeup of what I can impersonate when I'm on stage, as you've seen. Like it's just there's certain when you look at the elements, you're like, oh my god. So are you imper- constantly looking for new characters to do? Oh yes. Who is somebody that you think you could or would want to do? You aspire to do? Winona Judd. Winona Judd. Really? She's my favorite. She's down to earth. She's very genuine. I love her. I love what she stands for. I love how she makes her music. I mean, she's... I would love to always do Cher, but I'm a little hefty to be doing Cher. Yeah, I'm like some of my Kendra girls. I was just going to say, because nobody does Cher in the in the drag world, right? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Cher, Marilyn, and Tina. Um, oh, yeah, it's unbelievable. So you ha- you won a title a while back, didn't you? You I went did. to Toronto and you won a you won a you have like a crazy big crown. It's yeah, pretty do. amazing. The Imperial, the Toy Cot Imperial Princess crown, and then my the mayor of Carlton Place crowned me the official Empress of Carlton Place. <laughs> that is amazing. Yes. <laughs> so it's like almost like being Priscilla Queen of the That's Desert, right. except so for I'm Lanark so County. You're Empr- I didn't, you know, had I known that was your title, that's how I would have introduced you. I'm sorry, how rude of me. Yeah, I didn't know okay. I, yeah, I didn't know I was sitting in front of royalty. <laughs> but, so the Toronto thing was that like an actual it's beauty? A, it's a beauty pageant. It's not like a pageant. It's um, 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's a coronation, and if you remember the monarchy of England, if you remember how the monarchy works, where there's like the Duchess and the Dutch and the what emperor, the Duke, yeah. yeah, it's the same style except for it's all women and men. So there's transgender men, there's lesbian men who are classified as drag kings, and then there's drag queens who do charity work and involved in the community and so on and so forth that you can apply to become the empress that year. So it's basically like being Miss America for the year. Except it's based on the good things that you do in your community. And And how much money you've raised for your community. That's amazing. So it's not, not, but if it it was the most fabulous, you would have won that too, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, Ottawa's for the the longest time has tried to do it, but it's just so much work. So they've allowed me to just, Toronto's allowed me just to branch off with them and become an imperial princess so that I can go to these events just to show them that, you know, the Ottawa Valley does lots of community involvement. Yeah, and you're putting Carlton Place on the map. You really are. No one even knew it existed until you were there, you know. (laughs) Carlton I would like to just say the Pride Lands. See, Hillary doesn't even know about it, but now she does. You just need to come to a show. I was like, is that where they make cards? (laughs) Oh my God! Thank God you're pretty. Okay, la- <laughs> you now she can know. contour. She yeah, can, she contour, can now. contour now. Okay, Hillary gets got, got one beauty question. I have a one that is kind of beauty related. Okay, how for okay? Two, double two questions, two part question. How, how what's the highest heel you can walk in? Okay, and how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> the highest heel I've ever walked in is thirteen and a half inches. Is that in platform? Yes. Like platform as well? So you yeah. have the chunk and then, and well, then no, the heel a, is it was 13? A spaghetti, or? It was a spaghetti. Um, but as you go bigger in heels, you're walking to like you're in stilts. Right. So basically you look like a clown in stilts. Like you're in toe shoes basically, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, the higher the heel, the higher to God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how I go with that. <laughs> you know what? No, you yeah. know what? Whereas in my world, it's the higher the heel, the harder you fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Well, this one does. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mama goes down, she doesn't get up. Hillary knows all about it. I've got I've gotten a few times where I just took my shoes off and walked home in yeah. my tights. <laughs> <laughs> That's the true walk of yeah. shame when you're dragging your 13 inch heels behind you. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. I have two kinds of shoes. I when I go to an event, I literally have two kinds of shoes. I walk in with my highest heel, like yeah. a three, three, four inch heel is all I can muster, and but I can't walk in them, so I stand in them for the first hour. Yeah, and then when it's time to walk, I flip into a lower heel. You Obviously, like- <laughs> I like- I do three stages, three or four stages. What is that? And then you so see, I- and then you see us like on stage where we're all like, what? There's eight of us, and we all have different heights of heels coming yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. How many stages do you have, Hillary? I have a three or four, so I start with the highest heel, then I move to a medium, yeah. and then I have the desperation flip flops <laughs> at the end of the night, <laughs> and you hope everybody's too drunk to notice or care. Right. Smack, 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 smack as you're leaving the duck walk. (laughs) Well, it's because, Byron, I too am a performer. I'm a singer. Okay. So when I'm doing longer shows, like three hours, you get tired standing in one place all night. I got you beat, Hillary. Try doing 12 numbers in two and a half hours. And every number has a different hair, a different shoe, a different contour, and a different outfit. How long does it take you to get ready? Like to the beginning of the show, it takes me an yeah. hour and a half. It used to take me six and a half hours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, you put spackle on your face? What's going on here? Trowel. I thought Sandra was high maintenance. I am pretty high maintenance. I used to travel. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm I don't have get, to. I'm going to get ready with you, and I'm going to feel better about yeah. myself. 20-minute makeup. 
So literally 90 minutes, you can throw that on. And mm. that's fabulous. Oh, like yeah. The lashes are amazing. The contouring yeah. is perfect. The wigs, the outfit. I mean, you must squeeze yourself into that. Does it? T- can, do you need people to get you into those things? Depending on some of the outfits, yeah. And some of the outfits, um, I have a seamstress, Kanitha, and I, we make them from scratch. Some of the costumes that you've seen, Sandra, actually are made out of hot glue gun and material. There's not a stitch on them. <laughs> really? Yes. You're glued into the yep. damn thing. Yep. And then is it like the Incredible Hulk at the end of the show? You no, just rip it, it off? You? Sometimes. <laughs> Depends on the night. <laughs> <laughs> or how bad you have to pee. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's an epic fail 10 minutes after you're tucked. <laughs> you know oh, how, how did, get it out. You know how <laughs> roofers roofers use tuck tape, the grad stuff? That's what we use to put, tuck our you-know-whats. <laughs> Ouch. I didn't want to be rude, but I wanted to ask about tucking. Now, I feel like I don't need to ask now. You've pretty much answered yeah, it, you know? It's, it's something else. <laughs> One of the greatest things I saw at that show, by the way, is um, I think it was actually the Cher impersonator who came out tiny, tiny little thing. And she her heels were ridiculous. And I remember going, girl, I'm so jealous that you can, you're not down. But she, Hillary, she climbed a chair to climb on the table. And for, it was me or any normal person, you would have need, needed like three people to help you up. Yeah. Right. She just... You know, very gingerly, yeah. just climbed up That's on a Kendra chair. That's Kendra Delacour. She's my best friend in the entire world. I've known her for forever and a day. Um, and, yeah, I watch her perform, and I get exhausted. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's funny because I say, oh, to be 19, and then I realize she's almost the same age as me, and I'm like, oh, uh-huh. eat another Tic Tac. <laughs> Have a box. <laughs> I'll go to Costco and get you the big box. Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction or something really, oh. like, has there been a horrible accident, a horrible female impersonator accident? Oh, yes. I've oh, had yeah. dresses where you zip them up and you're on stage and you're doing this beautiful pageant number and then all of a sudden the zipper in the back goes <laughs> all the way down to your ass and you're like... Okay, here we go. Or then Do you just the, continue the odd to ball work falls it? out. <laughs> out of the, oh. under the undercarriage. Say that again. The odd ball falls out. <laughs> Instead of having a camel toe, you have a moose knuckle going on here. Does it look like kind of um, a squished balloon or one of those stress balls? No, not really because I <laughs> like, think you we, know... we flatten it too much. I think we look more like a Barbie doll than we do anything. <laughs> I hate it when that odd ball just kind of falls out. That odd ball falls out. It's like, oh. Just ignore the ball, everybody. Just keep doing what you're doing. Remember, everybody, be the ball. (laughs) But doesn't that just kind of add to the fun? No, because it hurts. Oh, no. I'm going to box you one day, and then you'll know what it feels like. Sandra's already beat you to it. Don't worry. Did I box you, Hillary? Uh, probably. <laughs> Let's be real, right? She motorboats me when she sees me. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Whatever. A girl's got to do what a girl's got to oh, do. Oh, the things we've done with our friends. So <laughs> people, when, okay, I keep referring to this, this this drag show because it was so incredible. It's not the first one I've been to, no. by the way, but it was the best. You did miss the last one. and it was, I did miss the last one. And it one. wasn't not a dry eye. Oh. It was. I bet. Yeah. So I noticed one thing. The beer and the alcohol was cheap. Almost too cheap because I remember just getting hammered. (laughs) So you've got a very, you've got a ripe, drunk crowd in front of you, and it's a fun, fun atmosphere. But have things ever gone south with somebody in the crowd where the the good mood turned into something pretty ugly? Yep, I've had I've had a few. I've had what they call hecklers. I've had you know 
some guys where they're like, Galvin, show up your tits. And then you turn around and say, well, this is not a strip strip club. If you want to go to strip club, it's around the corner. You know, like there's just been do they, some. But do they think they're being funny or are they just drunk and all of a sudden they become these these arrogant, you're just one of those arrogant assholes. Yeah. 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 And then you got my mom who's always at the front door and you'll see her trucking down like a big mama bear, pick them all up and drag them back out. <laughs> You never see her. You just know because all of a sudden um, it goes quiet. I've met your mom. She's yeah. pretty tiny. Yeah, but she's tough. She'll, she'll fuck you up. Oh, eh? yeah. Mama I bear. Mom's the bouncer. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody passes her. No. No. No, she oh, is Oh, you're Byron's son. Oh, oh okay. Good. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so what, is, what did mom say when at 17 years old you said, Mom, I think I'm going to be a female impersonator or I'm going to at least try. Okay, so let's go. Let's visualize this so one day i was sitting downstairs because my room was in the basement and i went upstairs and i grabbed her coffee i make coffee for her every morning i said mom i would like to go outside and chit chat i said so here's a coffee and she's like well if this is for you being a homosexual i already know so we might as well <laughs> cut out the coffee and just say you're gay i'm like okay no you were gonna have a big moment yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. so did did you tell mom before you told all the catholics <laughs> No, I yeah, I did. I did uh, the morning of. Well, good thing. Yeah, because I had to tell my grandfather. My grandfather was the very first person I told on his uh, when on his dying bed. Because the year I, my last year of high school, I went and spent uh, up in Sudbury with him when he was passing away. Sudbury. And, yeah, Sorry. Sudbury. I lived in Sudbury for a long time. I love Sudbury. And uh, he, uh, yeah, but before he passed, he told me he's like, "You have a secret to say, eh?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Yes, you do, grandson." He's like, but you tell me when you're ready. And I'm like, uh, how does he know? He's on his deathbed and yeah. he's, he's telling you yeah. you have lots of time. <laughs> yeah. It's an oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, he was the first one I told him. He's like, and then t- three days later he was gone. But it was, it was a nice relief because he was my only grandfather. So, and then I was like, okay. And then I went off and told mom after she had her grieving moments and then, then off to went bigger. And then I used to drive a minivan who was like a silver bullet my license plate said too gay for you. I had, bo- I had boas and lays on my seats. I had gay pride stickers. All- oh, yeah, I was a walking float. So you went the other way oh, completely. Yeah. You went from, I don't want to tell anybody, to, to Here I'm I too am. gay for you. I'm here and queer. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Follow this, you bitches. Can a woman do drag? Yeah, but you be a drag king. How do I be a... I dress tell- you up as a man. Oh. Yeah. So how, how, okay, what is it? I've never seen a drag king. Really? No, yeah, uh, really. Oh, okay. Well, how many drag queens have you seen? Uh, um, uh, 10? Yeah, ish. 15? <laughs> ish. ish? <laughs> What's a drag king? So basically what you do is you impersonate uh, male artists. So like for the chin strap or a beard, what you do is you take Vaseline and you put it on your face and then you open a tea bag and you just pat it on your skin to make it look like you have a scruff. Now, you can impersonate from Pitbull to, I don't know. Keith Urban to Keith Urban to anyone. McGraw to anybody you want. Can I just stop want. you right there and say I'm a Greek woman? I could grow out my own beard here. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, okay. Opa. <laughs> I'll have Opa. it grown up by 5 saying. o'clock tonight. Don't you worry about me. <laughs> yeah. So just let it all grow. And then I'm, I'm so sorry. I feel so stupid that I didn't even know that. I feel like a complete idiot. I've never seen a drag king before. That's okay. Yeah. It's, they're not very common in, no, in Ottawa. Aren't. But in, in the U.S. and if you go to like different events, like, oh, yeah, they're big. Byron, one more serious question before we wrap all this up. Go ahead. Now, if there were somebody maybe struggling with not knowing where they sit on on gender or whatever, do you have any suggestions for people or places they could reach out or things that helped you? Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of places you can reach out. Um, you can honestly just do like Pink Triangle or you can go to your local MP and ask them and they'll give you uh, different places for LGBT members to go into. Now there's tons of support groups out there. There's, I mean, even reaching out to a, a friend or reaching out to a stranger. Yeah. Like, I know broadcasting this and broadcasting the way I did on television has brought a lot of people to send messages to me as live support and saying thank you for doing what I do. And, you know, and now I've chatted with a lot of strange people that have just, one guy I just started chatting with, he just came out two days ago and he left his wife and three kids and he's 45 and he's like, how did you do it? You know, so there's just being an advocate and being a person in the community to be able to do that and I'm okay with that. Yeah, your so. visibility has clearly changed a lot of lives and and, mm-hmm. and helped a lot of people make some realizations about yeah. themselves. And I'm okay with that. And I've come to the realization that's this is why I'm here. And I mean, it's took me 31 years to realize where I'm supposed to be and what my avenue in life is. But in the last few months, I've come to the realization that, okay, so this is what I'm on the earth for. This is what I need to do. This is what I'm going to focus on. So that's, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay that you're the most fabulous person that I know. And I, I love you for coming in today. I really do. If anybody wants to reach out to you, how can they do that? Well, you can reach me on Facebook at uh, Byron Wilson or Heidi Ho, H-Y-D-D-I-E-H-O-E. You can't uh, miss the website oh, yeah. or the Facebook. You'll know, you'll know it's Heidi. It's like you'll bam, see right Winona. Yeah. yeah. That's actually what my uh, profile picture is, Winona. It's Winona. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. And don't hesitate to uh, just message me if you guys are feeling lonely or just need somebody to chat with. Honestly, I'm here. I don't judge. Um, and I'll send you in the right direction in regards to whichever way you need to be. But I'll be here to support every LGBTQ community member that's out there that's struggling and yeah for sure thank you darling oh no thank you i'm gonna give you a big juicy hug after this i'm gonna wrap you up in my little feather boa as you try not to cry <laughs> no Yo, it's, no it's just getting it's just something's in my eye it's right not now. hot in here so we're good <laughs> it's hot in here okay i love you thank you for coming love you in too. today bye hell this episode is over, but the conversation doesn't have to be. Follow Hillary and Sandra on social. Instagram at Hillary on Air, at SandraKiss1053. Twitter at Hillary Welch, at SandraKiss1053. And on Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. Got a question? Email Hillary and Sandra, thequickandthedirty at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can download the podcast each week to your mobile device to listen offline. Find The Quick and the Dirty on FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com, iTunes, or wherever you download your podcasts.